All right. Andrew, thank you for being here, sharing your reading with us on the podcast. And how can we help today? Well, I've got a few different things rolling around. Um, the first one um, is related to my own career success. Um, and then I've got some other personal, but, you know, in to out, out to in type issues that are on my mind a lot as well. So um, maybe we'll start with the personal and okay. uh, go from there. So uh, I felt like what is preventing me from having what I want in terms of career is something internal, whether it's I don't want to be uncomfortable or I'm afraid of what I'll be like, or I don't think I can do it. Um, I don't think, I, I think if I looked at myself somewhat objectively, I was, I was dealt a pretty good hand in terms of position, ability, family history, right. background, that kind of thing. Um, so that, that's kind of my, that's my main thing at the moment. Um, yeah. So curious about what, yeah. what is going on. It's so on funny there. because you just said we were going to talk personal, but then you asked about career. When you were talking about career the first time, what they were telling me is we really need to address this on an internal level, which is that's, they mean like the thought and the emotion level of the human experience. Um, but also, I'm really seeing um, we need to look at your sacral chakra, which I, I, I no longer identify as an energy healer, but um, it's like they keep showing me your sacral chakra is weak and it's like we need to restore the energy there. So we might do that at the end of this reading um, in terms of like what's preventing you from being who you want to be. It's not like, oh, it's just a divine timing thing. It's not a, you haven't found the right thing yet. It's you've hit the nail on the head. There's absolutely stuff going on in your energetic field, aka your human body, your thoughts, your emotions that are limiting what you can receive, um, which is like playing out in the sense of it's limiting if you're job searching, it's limiting the searches that are coming up because of your vibration. So. A lot of this is, well, A, you've healed a lot of past life stuff that you came in with. You've already healed a lot of that. So they want to acknowledge that you have already done a lot of work. Um, and so, like, I feel like you're in your mind going, but I've done all this before. Like, I've already done all this work. Why? <laughs> what, what else could there possibly be to do? Um, but you had, like, a thousand layers to that onion, you had a thousand layers to that onion. You had past life stuff. You had inherited family stuff. You had stuff that you tacked on when you got into this lifetime. And it's less so now that you have stuff to clean up. And it's more so you've got to practice being in alignment with a greater level. I want to say abundance, but that's not the right word. Because it's not just about like your ability to receive the amount of money you make. It's about a greater level of being able to receive what's meant for you. It's like, we have to practice what that energy feels like because you've done the work of shedding, you know, 
the untruths or the, you know, the BS that we experience. It's just like, now you've got to figure out how to, how to step into that energy more so, um, which is they're calling, they're pulling back to the sacral chakra. Um, so we're just, let's just do this real quick. Just close your eyes. And I just want you to focus your attention. We're going to start with a, a chakra that you're probably really familiar with. I want you to focus your attention on your third eye and just see what the energy feels like. And then now I want you to draw your attention to your heart chakra and see what that energy feels like. And your energetic body. These two chakras are pretty healthy and they're pretty well balanced. And now they want you to call your attention to your sacral chakra, excuse me, to your solar plexus. They want to go to your solar plexus first. Your solar plexus energy is, it's alive, it's thriving, but it's almost an overdrive. And now come to your sacral chakra. Can you, as we're doing this, can you feel any differences in the energy? I know you're not trained as an energy healer, so can you identify, does anything feel different? Um, so the head and the heart, they feel like like steady. The, the solar one really has, I mean, it's, it's like, it's not my stomach, but it's, I think if it's that same region, it feels like the hunger is the appetite if that makes sense. Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like I have a lot of, I guess the appetite's the word I'm going to use, just continual appetite for this and for that and to see this happen and to do this. And then, and uh, as I go lower, I yeah. don't feel it Okay, at all. then you, you're pretty tapped into your own energy. So now we're just going to, Close our eyes and we're just going to imagine that your sacral chakra is waking up. And if you were to imagine it as like a ball or a sphere of energy, we're going to imagine that that sphere is being filled up with energy. Okay, good. And so now that we've got our sacral chakra starting to be more present, we're just going to go ahead and visualize or allow ourselves to receive the vision of our your chakras coming into balance and you can see whether you see seven or 12 that you can see all those chakras kind of lined up they're about the same size they move in similar ways that, that it seems balanced and clear it's like what's ha what has happened in the past is that your solar plexus was so active to try to accommodate for your sacral being asleep. And so now it's like, we're gonna wake up that sacral chakra. We're gonna allow the solar plexus to rest. We're gonna allow to come it all into balance so that you can step forward with this, a clearer vibrational frequency that is easier to maintain. And so they just want you to have this as a practice and you could do it, it's like, less than two minutes. They just want you to have this as a practice where you're identifying your sacral chakra waking up and you're telling the world, I'm ready to step into what's mine. 
and they want to touch basically real quickly on on your root chakra um i feel i don't know what it is that they're healing but i feel them doing giving you some healing in your root chakra it feels like the lower half of your energetic body has just been a little bit out of sorts. And so now they're bringing it all into balance and harmony. One of your gifts, they say, is that you're, you're skeptical in a, in a good sense of the word. You're skeptical, you're cynical. Um, that's actually a really, really healthy energy for this planet, believe it or not. Um, and it's where where it comes into trouble for you specifically is you have so much history now that says, well, it's I've, it's never worked out before. Why is it going to work out now with like the dream job or the job that makes X amount of money or the whatever? You've got all this history that says I'm not the guy that gets the thing that I want. And so they're like you need to find a way to talk to your skeptical brain and allow it to focus on, but I am the guy that does whatever it takes to move to the next step. I am the guy that's capable of creating new things that I haven't had before. It's like, you got to give yourself something really meaty and like historical and real to grab onto to help you rewrite that story. Because now you have all this evidence of, I'm so capable. I have everything I need and yet it hasn't happened. And so you can vibrate, you vibrationally can like return to that place over and over and over again. And it's like, we got to get your brain on board with that was the past. And here's what all, here's what all I have made happen. And here's how I have like stepped into abundance. Um, you got to get your brain on your side a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, and then there's also been aspects of what is going on around you? Like, I know they said earlier, it's not divine timing, but some of it is divine timing. Like, I feel like there's some circumstances about where you've lived, who your friends have been, what your family's doing. There's been some circumstances around you that in many ways were blessings and in many ways were quite limiting to what it is you're trying to be now. And so shedding some of those circumstances not even shedding is not the right word. Okay, excuse me. Retooling some of those circumstances to be in higher alignment with where you want to go is that's kind of been this process that you've been in. I, I feel like we're talking really vague. So has this answered your question or do you want to ask a more specific question? Um, well, that's the beginning of the, that, that was the first situation. Um, and you know, I have a little bit of initial reluctance to think that it's the thought processes that have to change first, but that is true. Um, whether it's in this aspect or uh, in others, like I have to commit to being able to do it. I, I don't know. It's it's a yeah. it's like, that can be a challenge. Um, uh, no, in terms like specifically, um, we can move on to a specific question because it overlaps with one of the other things that I've been interested in. We've been talking about, um, which is the 
the what I'm here to do aspect of my work life um, and some of the other areas of personal interest. Um, so uh, in college, I was uh, I studied media and I quickly decided that wasn't for me as soon as I got the piece of paper that said I could do media for a living. So that was good. Um, and not long after that, I found my way into thinking about uh, emissions and whether it's short term or long term or like local impact or global impact of the human use of the earth. I feel like that's where my interest is, um, whether or not that's where I'm going to come up with the financial resources that I would like to have or not is an open question. And um, so that's kind of where I'm at at the moment where like, it feels like there's very big, like what I would describe as like macroeconomic opportunities. Like there's an opportunity to power the whole world in a new way that many people think we would need to do. Um, and so that seems like a good boat to get on. The same time as you get, um, the media landscape is all a doom and gloom about how nobody like me can get a job anymore. There's no, there's no jobs. Like there's hiring, but people can't make enough money. And we have all these problems and everyone has not enough funding for everything. So it's kind of a strange situation to, to be in like I, uh, the, and that yeah. might be part of the 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 first answer they gave me which is that i have to change my internal thought instead of all this back and forth of my media diet and whether i'm qualified and whether i'm capable and whether there's even right. this to do and right there's so much to this question so first of all they're going to very quickly address your media degree and they say while it's not the headline of your career, you actually really did need that degree. So just you can put that down as a quote mistake because it wasn't the media. Like they're saying what you're here to do is you're here to help balance out the earth. That's what you're here to do. And the way that we reach people is through media. And so having the the background knowledge of how to work a microphone and a light, whether that's through social media or through a really fancy advertisement that's going to run in political campaigns, like having that media background is going to serve you. So you get to put that down as a thing that was a mistake. Number one. Number two, what you're here to do is you're here to balance out the earth. And what they mean by that is to save the earth. <laughs> They're calling it balance out because they say, this is really interesting. What they're saying is the fact that humans are in this take, 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 take from the earth is not inherently a problem that we're taking the earth's resources because the earth can receive from us energetically. We feed the earth energetically and it feeds us energetically. So it's not that we're not supposed to ever use its resources and cut down its trees. It's that we're supposed to do so within a balance. Um, and so we're here to balance that out and not, we are here. You are here. There are many people on the souls that are, that are souls on the planet that are here to balance that out in terms of how that's a job for you. That 
purpose of your soul being on the planet is in alignment with that being a part of your career. It doesn't have to be, but it's going to be much easier for you to live out your purpose if that's part of your career. There are other people, their purpose has nothing to do with their, with their career. And so they thank you for bringing that point up. But for you, you could get a job doing whatever, coding. You could get a job doing whatever and make the money that you make. Um, but you're not ever going to be fulfilled doing that because that's not what your sole purpose is. And you already know this. They're not telling you something you don't know. You know that. Um, your media diet the word that they're using is cancerous. The thing that w everything that you consume in media is it's very unhealthy. You already know most of what you like. You already know what you need to know. And so feeding yourself more and more and more, you have to, you need to be more careful about how much you allow yourself to consume that. Um, your brain loves to have all the all the knowledge and to put it in its place and to like your brain loves to do that. But it's it's really out of balance. You read a lot of. Scary truth um, and you don't read a lot of things that are going to get you in the vibration to how to change it. And they're like. It's hard to find those things. So they want to give you that out. It's really hard to find those things. And so for you, it could be as simple as like the British comedian on YouTube. It's like you need to balance it out with some laughter to shift your vibration. Um, it, it, I mean, the word they're using is cancerous. It's like you've just got to be really careful about how much you allow yourself to go down the hole of here's what's wrong with the earth. Your brain is, is a very traditional brain in the sense of like, if I understand the problem, then I can fix it. Um, but that's not working for you. Yeah. That's fair. Um. So with the media stuff, it's like, okay, I, I want to understand the problem more. Great. I know what's going on. I can have a healthy conversation about it. And then I'm going to go and I'm just going to watch YouTube and I'm just going to laugh or I'm going to go for a run, but I'm going to intentionally focus my energy on getting into alignment with whatever it is I need to do that's going to help bring it into balance. They say you have a gift for talking to people in a way where they feel. The phrase they're using is let off the hook and not in the sense of like. They don't have to take responsibility. Not it's not that like let off the hook of like, oh, well, it's not my fault. I didn't know any better, but it's let off the hook in the sense of. I'm not going to beat myself up about what I didn't know before. I'm just going to. Oh, now that I know I should probably use this water bottle instead of that water bottle. I'll use this water bottle. So it's like you you don't know that you have this gift. It's like you need you need to know that you do have a way of of talking to people that gives them understanding of, of course, I didn't know better. Like, of course, I was asleep at the wheel, but now I feel empowered to drive the other way. So 
they would encourage you to step into and own that strength of yours and be in front of the camera. So when you're looking at job potential, it's like you could be a lobbyist that's on camera. You could be a TV personality that's on camera. And it doesn't mean that that's like your main job is being in front of the camera, but it's like there's an aspect of that where even though you've read all this stuff and even though you are kind of cynical by nature, energetically, there you have an understanding and a grace. That's kind of a, the word they want to use. You have a grace for other souls on the planet not having done, quote, better in terms of the balance. So that's an important aspect of you. I keep coming back to lobbying. Have you looked into this? A little. Um, it just seemed like a challenge because I'm not a lawyer. Um, but uh, if I was thinking about what would do the most to change anything, um, it's the it's the the big political shifts. It's like what what we subsidize, what we don't subsidize, what we penalize with taxes you know as we're it's we're not rational beings but we do have the emotional feeling of whether or not this is good or bad for us and our purchasing power or our options in the future so if something is like this is healthy and cheap i'm gonna do it and versus like this is expensive and bad for me i don't know this may not this may not be a good thing right um but i know i don't know that i have felt like i had the the wherewithal to do that but at the at the same time increasingly it strikes me as like uh back to my original degree a, a problem mm -hmm. of the narrative like uh everyone hangs on to a little everyone hangs on to a story about whether or not this is the case or not the case and i i get frustrated with a lot of like in the face of all factual evidence someone has decided that this story is the right. one for them to believe and all the evidence suggests that that story is bad for them and completely inaccurate right. leading them astray so that just it uh i guess i even have some internal turmoil about that being the way th the way that this would like changes would be made is based on the the story of it not even the truth of it or the right percept i don't know that even that part is challenging for me because i'm like what do we don't need a story about this right. this is, is what it is but so what makes you a minority among humans on the planet is that you're rational first most humans are emotional and then we use our quote rational brain to back up whatever it is that we're feeling which is what's happening for people in their story you know what i mean whereas you are willing to look at the data and then just be like, like in terms of COVID, people just got tired of masking. They're like, I just don't want to anymore. I'm just going to decide I don't need to because I'm tired of it. And because I'm tired of it, then I'm going to go look at all the data that says it's better than it was. And I'm going to stop masking like that's people had that whatever. Whereas people like you can look at the data and be like, yeah, COVID's better, but it's still a thing. 
I'm also tired of masking, but I'm going to get over it and I'm going to do it. Like, just as an example, it's like other people hit their emotional wall and then they go find the data to support their emotion. You're one of the few humans that actually starts with ration, with with logic and data. And then is like, I'm going to have whatever emotional response I need to have. And then I'm going to come back to the data, <laughs> you know, like, so just with you exactly what you said earlier. So it's like, I understand why humans behave that way. It's frustrating for me, but I know that they behave that way. So I guess, I guess I got to figure out the narrative. So I coming around to that has been yeah. a challenge, but it does seem like the yeah, your guides want you so to wanna... introduce yourself to lobbies that you're interested in partnering with. It can be directly related to um, balancing the earth, as they would say, or it can be related to political change. So like if there's a lobby near you that wants to do something with the Supreme Court or wants to end um, campaign finance reform, like it doesn't have to be directly about the climate. If it's something about changing the political structure, that would also be good. Um, but they want you to become friends with lobbyists that are in, in line with, with what you want, because the lobbyists that are trying to create a world that looks like the world that you would want to create, they need help. It's, you know, they need help. So they've got to figure out how to become more powerful in order to get this world into balance. And so if you could reach out to them, that's going to be a good place for you to be. Ideally, that's going to lead to a career for you. And if it doesn't, at least that's helping you with your sole purpose. Reach out to them, send them your resume, tell them what all you're interested in doing. You, there will be positions available that are not advertised on the, on the internet. They'll be like, oh, we've been thinking we need somebody that could do X, Y, Z. Do you have experience doing X, Y, Z? You're like, well, not exactly that, but I have this. That sort of a thing. So they don't, they don't want you to look at a job search as I'm going to go on the Internet and search for jobs that are available and open. They're like, that's not the strategy here. The strategy is your needs are met for now. And so just it's not ideal, but like you've got your needs met. And then you go to the places where you want to be, offer to help and ask them, like, do you have a place where I could fit in? I think da 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 da. That's gonna be your strategy. Okay, what's your next question? Well, I, it's it's similar topic, but uh, it's um, it, it's a it's a non-career take. It's a very it's a my personal life take. Um, the other thing that I came in with, so I came in with on the balance of the earth thing. I came in with uh, enjoy the earth uh, pretty yes. heavily also. So, and to me that has shown up as um, some privileged exploring it and burning some carbon in the process. And I don't want to stop, but I do want, because it's fun, but I do want it to change. And, um, for example, the like offset markets, it's pretty cloudy that that right. works or doesn't work at all. And I've been of the opinion that the, that the band-aid's better than nothing, yes. which is what that is. And I could, 
I'm willing to have a different Band-Aid uh, if, if doing it is reasonable. Um, and again, I'm not going to say that, like, I give myself the permission. It's available. It's a service. It's available. Um, so that that part and kind of like just some personal decisions around, you know, conspicuous consumption right. or, you know, suiting my own needs or desires because uh, occasionally I can get caught up in the like, well, everyone else does it. So it's okay if I do it. But if everyone, if, if it's okay, everyone right. does it, everyone keeps doing it. But the other side is like, well, I'm here now and I do want to do this. And there's no, it's other than the emissions, right. it doesn't hurt anything. They're so glad so. that you asked this question because they're giving me information that I've literally never heard before, but it makes total sense. The earth, I'm going to call her a her. She wants us to enjoy her. Think of it as a child that comes to you and like wants to tell you a joke or wants to like give you a hug or whatever. It's like the child's here. They're having this interaction with you and they want you to enjoy their presence. They want you to laugh at their joke. They want you to whatever. So the earth has given us all these beautiful resources. We got rivers, we got mountains, we got clouds, we got trees that are big, we got trees that are small, we got flat, like we have all these beautiful things. And wouldn't it be a shame if nobody took the time to enjoy her? So like the earth wants us to climb her mountains and swim in her rivers and sail on her seas. Like the earth wants that. She wants to be enjoyed. The question about like the emissions and the offset. Yeah, the offset's totally a Band-Aid. Yes, Band-Aid's better than nothing. Um, the earth is in alignment with major political change in the West and elsewhere because the earth understands systems. The earth has its own systems that keep things in balance naturally. So the earth understands this is a systems game and we got to get the political systems in place to support this balance. So the, the carbon emissions or the emissions of your flight or your driving or your buying whatever piece of equipment you have to buy is worth enjoying the earth. Like that's, that's an offset that the earth appreciates you. We'd way rather have emissions to enjoy the earth than just about anything else. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to have these emissions because I'm going to eat a bunch of beef or because um, I'm going to build something for the sake of building it. Like, okay, those emissions have whatever vibrational frequency they have. But if you have emissions because you are going to enjoy the earth, the thing that like we all chose bodies for a reason, then those emissions have a totally different vibrational frequency. It is a gift to the earth when you enjoy her. Now, it doesn't mean that like not to make mindful choices and not to look into like cruises and flights and di like different. It doesn't mean that we don't have mindfulness around it. Um, but it is an understanding of, am I creating emissions out of gluttony, out of self-service? Or am I in, like this relationship that we have with the earth is a give and take. If we're enjoying her air, we're enjoying the flowers, whatever, it's like she receives from that. 
if we had to think of the earth as a soul. Um, and many of the people that have the, the sole purpose of to help balance out the earth, many of them also have that, we're going to say a soul personality trait of enjoying the earth and of having a relationship. The relationship that you have with the earth looks very different than the relationship that I have with the earth, but we both innately have this enjoyment of her. Um, they're like, do as much of that as you want. You want to get on a plane so you can go climb a mountain or run somewhere differently than you normally run? Like, do it. Does that answer that question? Okay. It does. Um, it, it just, uh, I, I appreciate the answer. And uh, I, I'm going to try. That's not going to be the thing that I put my sure. effort into in terms of solving. But. I think I am going to continue to buy the band-aids in whatever form they take. Um, and so, they want us just briefly uh, that, on the band-aids. When we as humans engage in buying the band-aids that would, that would protect the earth, the earth receives that. And so like, if think of it from a manifestation point of view, that every time we have an experience, we put into our vibrational field, a belief, like, oh, my belief is money comes to me easily because I just found this money on the ground. It's like the earth is receiving that vibrational experience of the people that inhabit me are, are interested in taking care of me. So the earth's vibration literally changes when more of us engage in those band-aids. So the guys just want to give us that insight that like we should all be engaging in the band-aids, even though they're band-aids. Okay. What was your question? Okay. Oh, um, well, those are kind of, those are the kind of the main, like, what am I doing type, um, type things. Um, the, the other th thing that's been on my mind, uh, recently that I wanted to bring up, um, it's related to. the my my family at the moment um and the people that their ancestry um whether or not they're like it's hard it's hard for me to put into words but um who was able to accomplish what they wanted to who wasn't um, if they didn't have anything to say to me about that, um, kind of thing, um, that's kind of, that's been on my mind recently in light of some circumstances with people that are still So here. I want to ask a clarifying question. When you say, like, who was able to do what they wanted to, are you talking about a sole purpose? Or are you talking about, like, just at a personality level? That's a good question. Um, we could talk about it both. Uh, I guess I'm interested in a little bit of both because the the part of it is the the sole purpose thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't know anyway, and I don't think anybody would uh, would necessarily know. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like at the at the expression of the personality themselves, like. 
were they satisfied with like I set out to do this and I did it or not or right so we're going to talk about four lineages very briefly we're going to talk about your mother's father's side your mother's mother's side and and so forth we're going to start with your mother's side because it's the easier side your mother's father's side just didn't want that much is what they're saying historically so i'm looking like six generations back so did they get what they wanted yes and also did they dream big enough no but they could get into alignment with like i want to have a life where i have my own garden and and it feeds me and they had the life with they with the garden so it's like they had that your mother's mother's side there's a lot of unrest on your mother's mother's side um there's a lot of unmet dreams personally less so in the um less so in the career field but and i'm looking i'm looking at like specifically your fourth and your fifth generation back on your mother's mother's side there's a lot of um personal turmoil like i'm gonna say emotional interpersonal health issues but in terms of their ability to create a life that they would want they had that ability. They just got sidetracked by whatever's going on in their heart chakra and in their relationships. But they had the ability and some of those souls, they know how to, quote, grab a bull by the horns and run with it. And grabbing a bull by the horns is not something we're supposed to be able to do. But like some of those souls in that line, they can do it. Um, many of the souls in your, your mother's mother's side, those are all. This is going to be interesting. Because again, I'm I'm zooming in on the fourth and fifth generation back. Those are all souls that it took them some time to be at peace, I feel like. Like there was some unrest. And that's something that has been healing as you come down the generations. Okay. Now your father's side. We're going to your father's mother's side. That side feels very um it's interesting because we on your your mother's father's side were like well, they didn't want they just didn't want much so they got what they wanted on your father's mother's side it's like they wanted so much more than what was available to them there's a deep deep yearning on your father's mother's side to have a life very different than the life that they had and yet coming back to your point about stories they were so convinced of their, I want to say, religious stories that it was righteous to not have. So your father's mother's side has a story about not that suffering, essentially, that suffering is righteous. Um, and it was such a strong story that it didn't get. It hasn't gotten healed yet, to be honest, it it. Your father's mother um, didn't heal it. And your father and you haven't inherited that story as strongly as she had it. And so it just hasn't come up to be healed because it hasn't been present in the energy that much. But that's a strong story that like suffering is righteous. Um, that that that's something that that could be let go of. That's not super strong in your DNA, but it's it's in there a little bit. Um, your father's father's side of the family, they didn't know what they wanted. 
So did they ever get what they wanted? Yeah, many of them actually did, but it felt like, oh, like today somebody gave me a bouquet of flowers. That's cool. Like they didn't know they even wanted the bouquet of flowers. They didn't know that they had created that for themselves. It's like your father's father's side of the family. It's like the energy is very scattered between their body and their their spiritual energy and their mental energy. It's like they're very scattered. And so they were actually able to create a lot, but I'm going to call it mental health, spiritual health, because there was a lack of mental and spiritual health. It was hard for them to be in alignment and recognize that they were creating their life as it was. So you have a gift that you understand that you are a creator and that you have um, and even not even just from a spiritual woo woo point of view, from a like self-efficacy point of view, you understand that if I apply for jobs or don't apply for jobs, that will affect the outcomes that I get. You get that basic truth in a way that ancestrally that line of the family didn't get. Um, so to answer the question in general, we're looking at all these lines of like, was anybody able to get the thing that they wanted? Many people were, but they didn't want much. And then there's people that got it, but they didn't know. They didn't even know they wanted it. They didn't know they created it. Um, and then there's also some people that have some deep, deep, deep yearning for more. Um, on your mother's side, that looked, that was about the relationships more so and the mental, emotional health. On your father's side, that yearning was much more about class and about having material wealth. Uh, but not having the religious beliefs that lined up with it. So none of this is really relevant to whether or not you can have what you want. Most of most of that ancestral history, you've already cleaned up. It's not that you didn't inherit it because you did, but you've already cleaned up most of that. So you you get to have what you want. In this lifetime. That's like, that's the thing that's important for you to know. You get to have what you want. And one of the reasons why that is the case is because what you want is in alignment with what is the highest good for everybody on the planet. If what you wanted was not in the highest good for everybody in the planet, like you might still be able to get it. I mean, you can look at other people that get all sorts of stuff they want to manifest. That's not great. Um, but especially because what you want is, a, is to help create a world that's going to work for everybody. And oh, by the way, I'd like to be able to pay my bills at the same time. Like, that's not a big ask. And so, of course, your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side are like, heck yeah, let's get Andrew the dream job. Let's help him heal the planet. Like, this is a win-win scenario. So you get to have what you want. Your task is to do your energetic work of refilling your sacral chakra and of balancing your chakras and of sort of memorizing for yourself, what do I need to feel like energetically to be in alignment with what's the highest good for me and knowing that what is the highest good for me is the highest good for all. And it's they, they want you to really remember um, if everybody bought Band-Aids, the earth vibrationally could shift her manifestation. So buy the band-aids, enjoy her. Like that, that is very, very important, not only to your soul's 
expression and fulfillment in this lifetime, but also to the earth's fulfillment of her role. It's important. Yeah. Okay. I think unless there's something that they want you to tell me that I haven't asked about. Um, I think that's yeah. what I was really curious They want about. you to prioritize more water in your life, not drinking water, but like showers. Um, when you're taking a shower, that that's a good time to focus on restoring your energy and to like just do a quick check of your chakras and see how they're feeling. Um, once you get your chakras balanced, they want you to imagine that they grow bigger and bigger in space. And they want you to visualize where your energy field is. Your energy field typically is about six inches outside of your body. For some people, it's about four inches. Yours is about five to six inches. And they want you to imagine that as your chakras are coming into alignment, your energy field is getting stronger at only welcoming in what's in the highest good and, and only putting out what's in the highest good for all. So that's like your kind of homework. Um, it's not that. It's like for some people, they, they're going to give them like a mantra or an affirmation. They're going to give them the mental homework of doing X, Y, Z. But you already know that you need to be careful with your media and that you need to laugh more like, you know, those things. Um, for you, it's like just if I could focus on getting my energy into alignment with what's the highest good, because you've done the healing, like all that ancestral crap we just identified, like you don't carry that around with you. That's not in your energy field. It's just that your energy field needs to be fortified and lifted up vibrationally to get to the place where you attract the job with the lobbying organization that's going to be able to overturn some things. It's going to be able to shift the planet. If the job is not something where you can identify that it's going to help you heal one of those two things, balancing the earth and enjoying the earth, um, if it's not going to help you do one of those two things, then it's not a job for you. And they want you to consider that the job, if, it, if it's not a lobbying job, if it's not a political job, then it needs to be a job enjoying the earth. Okay. I've thought about that side of it too. Um, so it's a, it's a ping pong, like, look at how bad this is. Wouldn't going there be really cool? Yeah. Look what you could do if you went there. And she <laughs> loves that. The earth loves that. Like she wants us all to be like, wouldn't it be cool if I did this? Wouldn't it be cool if I went and hiked? And if I did like, she loves that. So even if you don't go and do those things, just spending time vibrationally, enjoying the thought of being with the earth is so good. And it's replenishing to her energy. And all of us having daydreams about how we could enjoy the earth is not going to make up for, you know, the emissions of beef or whatever. Like. So we're not going to be so woo-woo as to say, if we all just meditated about enjoying the earth, that's going to solve climate change. It's not going to, but it is going to help. It is significant when we all vibrationally get in alignment with loving the earth that changes the vibrational frequency that the conscious collective has about her. So it is important. So yeah, if there's a job that you go, oh, that job's going to let me bike every day. Huh? Like that's going to, that's a good start. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been very helpful. 
Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. I think it's going to be helpful for a lot of people because I get a lot of questions about like, what do I do about the climate? Like we all feel so helpless because we understand that it's so systemic. So I think that's going to be really interesting. Thank you. All right. Bye.